I can't. But you want to. It's against the laws of God. Laws are open to interpretation. By men. Men live in God. Women don't. So, why not be a man? Take his yarmulke. Put it on. Perfect. Look in the mirror. What do you see? An orthodox girl. Dressed in her father's clothes. No. An orthodox young man. A somewhat handsome young man with a possible moustache. How does it feel? It's more comfortable without that corset. It feels right. Admit it. It feels more correct. Walk into any synagogue, you'd be invited to join the minion. Not in Yarnev. Of course not. Everyone knows you here. But one day it will happen. In my dreams. To join a community of righteous men. What could be sweeter? Nothing. But it's forbidden. Look through the curtains. The sun is setting. Pray. With Papa asleep down the corridor. Are you crazy? What are you afraid of? God. Has he struck you down? Standing here, wearing Papa's clothes. It's only a matter of time. Pray to him then. It's your birthright. You have the soul of a man. Then why was I born a woman? Even he makes mistakes. <gasps> Go on. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elokeinu, Adonai Echad. Yentl the Yeshiva Boy by Isaac Beshevis Singer. Dramatized by Kerry Shale. Five years ago, when they awarded him the Nobel Prize for Literature, <laughs> even now, at the age of 81, he continues to write about the shtetls of Poland, where he grew up, but also about New York City, his home since 1935. We are honored tonight to welcome Mr. Isaac Beshevis Singer. Thank you, thank you. Please um, ask me any question you feel like asking. If I know the answer, I will answer you. If I don't know the answer, I will answer you anyhow. <laughs> I'll begin if I may. Mr. Singer, do you remember when exactly you started to write? Well, when I was born, my mother asked the midwife, is it a boy or a girl? The midwife said, neither one, it's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> the young lady uh, there. Is it true, sir, that the writer Esther Kreitman was your sister? Uh, yes, she was my older sister. You, you have read her? Yes, I think she has an extraordinary voice. Uh, Esther was a clever person, a talented person. But her work is hard to find. Why isn't she better known? Oi, what a question. Uh, I suppose because Esther was um, a volcano. She was. Who can get along with a volcano? <laughs> Excuse me, sir, but I've read Esther Kreitman as well. There's very little background on her life. Can you share any details? Well, uh, Esther, she wanted more than life itself. She wanted to study the Holy Torah. But my father, who was a rabbi, refused it. It was forbidden. So Esther had a hard life. She, she, she left Poland. Uh, she lived in England, in London. Uh, 
After her death, I wrote a short story about a girl who studied the Torah in secret. Some of you may have read it. Some of us have seen the movie based on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe it is quite a big thing at the moment. Have you seen Yanto? You must be pleased. Well, no. No, I'm sorry to say I am not. I did not care for it. Really? But it's wonderful. Can I ask you why you disapprove? It's best not to elaborate here. I will shortly publish my views in the New York Times. It's better we should move on. So when I am invited to events like these, I always bring a copy of my collected stories and leave it to the audience to decide which one I should read aloud. What about Yentl? Oh, yes, yeah. Yentl, please, Yentl. Yes. As you wish. <laughs> The actual title, by the way, is Yentl the Yeshiva Boy. <clears throat> the marriage brokers flocked to her father's door, but Yentl didn't want to get married. Inside her, a voice repeated, no, no, never. She knew what becomes of a girl when the wedding's over. Right away, she must start bearing and rearing the children. This was not for her. If only she found herself wishing, I could live the life of a man, stand in the men's section of the synagogue and recite prayers with the men. During her father's many bedridden years, he finally yielded to Yentl's requests. He would teach the secrets of the Torah to his beloved daughter as if she was a beloved son. Disputations, phrases, passages, whole chapters, Yentl soaked them up. He also told her about the yeshivas, where young men continued their holy education. After his funeral, the marriage brokers continued to call. There seemed to be no way out for Yentl, until late one night. All packed. Now go to the mirror. Pick up the scissors. What are you waiting for? Cut it off. Cut it all off. Fair enough. Stay here and make babies. Leave some at the sides. They'll come in handy as side locks. You are going to be the best yeshiva boy ever. One second! <laughs> See, young man, I'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I tell you, it's true. Excuse me, can I sit here? He says the food in Lithuania is terrific. Best blintzes in Europe. Right? Juicy and sweet, just like the girls. Oh, your cousin has a screw loose, Calman. Lithuanian girls shave their moustaches twice a day. <laughs> and they're flat-chested. I've eaten matzahs with more sex appeal. <laughs> What are you staring at? Don't panic. What's your name? My name is... It's... How could you not have thought of this? It's... Uh... <coughs> Never mind, Mummy's boy. We'll call you Mousy. Mousy! <laughs> Angel. Your name is Angel. I'm called Angel. That's my uh, name. From now on, you're good old Mousy. <laughs> oh, looks like me. Mousy's blushing. Say something. Something manly. Uh, please, 
Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, poor Mousy. Maybe you sound like that because your baits him haven't yeah. dropped yet. <laughs> hey, only one way to find oh, out. Yeah. Huh? Come on, yeah. Mousy, give us a view. Yeah, let's see if you got any. Yeah, huh? Please get off me. Hey! Get off him, you two. Else I'll bust your balls. No harm done, Victor. Just have a laugh. All in good fun. Right? And sure. Yeah, we were just making the poor bloke feel welcome. That boot will make your face feel welcome, Carmen. Always oh, so touchy of Victor. It was a joke. One more word, and I'll rip off your side locks. Come on, Shlonny. Mm. <laughs> Let's uh, wait inside. Sure. Have fun with your fagler friends. The cart for a tricky Donya is leaving. Cart for a tricky Donya leaving now. You all right? He looks like a painting of King David. Yes, I'm. I'm fine. Anshul, is it? I'm a Vigda. Where are you studying? I'm not sure. Remember your story? My previous yeshiva? My previous yeshiva disbanded when the rabbi died. I'm looking to continue my studies somewhere quiet and small. Well, you should consider coming to Beshev. I'm returning for my fourth year. It's quiet, small, and pretty friendly. Well, <laughs> except for those two tossers. <laughs> We only have 30 students. 30? That is small. It's a cushy setup. Free room and board. Plus, and this is the best part, we get fed by a different family every night of the week. What about the rabbi? Is he? What, Rabbi Horowitz? What, he can pose 10 questions and answer them all with one proof. And you don't even need to worry about your laundry. The local housewives do it for you. I'm telling you, the whole town treats you like a king. And after a hard day at the yeshiva, in the summer, anyway, the swimming in the local river, you just strip off and jump in. It is great. No, it isn't. You get found out. Make your excuses. Find another yeshiva. I have a problem swimming at the moment. Have you been home for the holidays? No. No, my mother died. May her memory be a blessing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> She'd been ill for a while. My father died last year. My other relatives were killed in a pogrom before I was born. Why are you staring at his lips? I'm sorry to hear that. I'm also alone in this world. Why are you cozying up to him? You seem older than most of the boys. 23 last week. Well, forgive me, but how is it you're still not married? Ah. It's not something I can talk about. Go up for Bishop. Departs in two minutes. Bishop! Well, are you coming? Of course not. You're looking for somewhere safe without distractions like this one. Bishop is completely out of the question. See the signpost, Shlomi? We'll be in Bashev by sunset. That means there's time for me to beat you in another game of chess. Get on the board. Shoo! Beat it! Ugh! hate dogs. I've always kind of liked them. Though I know I shouldn't. My father used to say dogs were the natural enemies of the Jews. Shoo! That's disgusting. Look at that filthy coat. Ugh. When the Jews fled Egypt, God paralyzed the dog's jaws. That way they could leave quietly. It's in the Torah, so now dogs always bark at Jews. You know, when I was a kid, a big black dog like that would grab the hem of my coat and drag me down the street. My mother had to beat it with a stick to make it let go. She hated dogs. Man, you, she also hated cats. <laughs> Come to think about it, she wasn't too crazy about people either. He's chasing something into those woods. Good riddance! Well, this is fun. We're on our way to some tiny shtetl in the middle of nowhere in the company of a compulsive dog hater. Look, you'll, um... You'll find this out as soon as we get to Beshev. So I'd better tell you. 
You don't need to hear his personal problems. Change the subject. Ask his opinion of the Mishnah of Rabbi Akiva. I was engaged to Hadass, the daughter of Rev Vishkar, a wealthy merchant. He, um, he called the wedding off at the last minute. That's awful. Couldn't you do something? The wedding contract was signed. The Vishkars returned it. Why? There must be a reason. I can't say. I mean, I don't know. He knows. A wedding contract is sacred. <sighs> the town gossips were telling tales about me, I guess. Look at his eyes. They've gone all shifty. Anyway, it's over with at us. The mass rakers will be at my door when I get back. How does it feel? Being in love? Well, it's... It's like you can feel your heart... open. When did you realize you loved her? I, um... I ate with the Vishkaus. Once a week. The first time she came through the door... <sighs> I could hardly breathe. I couldn't stop looking at the sight of her face. All right, so he's sensitive, he's handsome. Well, there's something not quite right about this one. Every week I felt... I felt more and more. And I knew she was the one. Oh, no. If he starts crying, we jump out of the cart and run like the devil back to Yanev. <clears throat> Never mind. One day I'll disappear into the woods like that dog. I thought you liked Beshev. Nothing lasts, I'm sure. Everything falls apart, and when it does, the only thing to do is vanish. And don't look back. The students at the Beshev Yeshiva studied in pairs. Avigda chose Anshel to be his new study partner. As the sun rose on Yentl's first morning as a yeshiva boy, Rabbi Horowitz led the prayers. This perfectly ordinary minion was the first time she had ever prayed as part of a group of men. It was the reason she had risked everything. When the Gemara tells you you can't have a minion with less than 10 men, there's a very good reason for that. Most of us, most of the time, live our lives thinking of ourselves. Maybe ourselves and God. Who knows? But when you gather 10 men or more, you make a community. Here in this room, we are a community of brothers in Kedusha. Not children, not women. Our duty as men is to represent the entire community before God. Rise for the Amida. You're here. At last. It's not a dream. It's real. What's that? Um, Israel. One day, God willing, we'll make a minion in Eretz Israel. Please, God. Summer waned and the leaves turned golden, but the weather remained warm. Avigda offered to help Anshel overcome his swimming problem, but the younger man continued to find excuses for not joining in. Avigda suggested they share lodgings, but Anshel arranged to stay elsewhere. He was allotted free meals at a different home every night, and fate decreed he would dine each Thursday at the table of the Vishgauers. Ugh. This gefilter fish is terrible. Mm-hmm. This gefilter fish is delicious, Mrs. Vescower. I thank you, Ansel. You clearly have a refined palate. 
Could you have a secret recipe? Well, I grind the carp more finely than most. Then I grind the pike more coarsely. It's simple, really. My Bessie is the best cook in Yonder. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. It's her. He doesn't need a story. When we first got married, before I started the business, I gave myself over entirely to the study of the Kabbalah. He gave himself over to the study of a deck of cards? Bessie, I made a bargain with God. Each day, not a morsel of my wife's food would pass my lips until I had completed an intense theological debate with my friends. He means an intense card game with his friends. What are you saying? Take that back. Why should I? It's true. Mocha filter fish, Ansel. Um, a small piece, please, Mrs. Vishkar. Thank you very much. Such a polite young man. So slimy. How can you hold that stuff down? Mind you, <laughs> the funniest thing. I would perspire profusely back then, whenever I prayed. Maybe it was the fasting. Maybe it was the drinking. It was the fasting. Do you sweat when you pray, Ansho? Um, you're sweating now. No, sir, I don't think I do. Hmm. I sweated so much that my darling wife would have a fresh shirt ready for me each evening after my studies. He sweated like a pig. Like a man. I sweated like a man. I'm proud to sweat. You should be proud to sweat, aren't you? Yes, sir. I do. I will. I am. Hadass! Are you all right in there? She was an angel, aren't you? This one, when we were young. <laughs> he wouldn't think it now, but she was. Um, why wouldn't he think it now, Yitzhak? Tell us. You're the one who doesn't think. Am I telling you what to think, Ansel, or am I simply suggesting what you wouldn't think? Hadass, we're very hungry. Are you engaged yet, Ansel? Not yet, Mrs. Fishkower. Don't leave it too long. A good marriage lifts your burdens. Ah, oh, this is our youngest. Hadass, meet our new dinner guest, sweetheart. This is Ansel. Praise be to God. Victor was right. That face. That hair. Hello, Hadass. Well, say hello, sweetie. Hello. I'm worried about the soup, Papa. Did I oversalt it? Will you taste it and let me know? Certainly. Mm. It's fine, darling. No such thing as too much salt, eh, Ancho? <laughs> you can't even taste properly anymore. Nonsense, sweetheart. You're just a bit run down. Have some water. Can't remember the sound of my own name. Darling, pay attention. Anshul is our new yeshiva boy. How could a victor give up on such a beauty? I'm sorry, I, I don't feel well. I, I'll be in my room. Oh. Hey. As I was saying, Anshul, a good marriage lifts your burdens. Children, on the other hand, can complicate things. At least help us with the Aramaic. We're no good at translating tractates. Please, Anshul. Horowitz will send us home if we mess up again. Don't worry, boys. Be with you in five minutes. Thanks, Anshul. Told you. You were saying about how she was out of sorts? She seemed fragile. Uh, forget it. I shouldn't have asked. He's right. Let's get to work. In fact, no offence, but she isn't really all that attractive. Her das doesn't appeal to you. Truthfully, not in the least. Oh, come on. If she wanted you, you wouldn't turn her down. I could get along without her. Don't get too smart for your own good. You're joking, right? It's not something I think about that much. But don't you have impulses? What kind of impulses? You know, 
evil impulses. When you want a girl so much that at night in bed you you have to have to what? Spill your seed. Oi, vey. I I don't have these impulses, Victor. Sorry, but I'd better go help those two idiots. <laughs> oh, bats have got leaves in my mouth. Oh, oh me too. Oh, dry as one of Horowitz's assignments. Enjoyed his assignments, I do. Oh, you do, don't you? I've forgotten how deadly they were. He leaves a good minion too. Those little tips he gives us. Don't you find they deepen your relationship with God? Avigda. Oh, I'm sure. See, why can't women be more like men? How do you mean? Well, I mean, why couldn't Hadass have been more like you? Uh-oh. Don't go there. What do you mean? More like me? Well, you know. Someone I could talk to. Even though we were engaged, we couldn't talk. Not like the two of us talk. Women can't talk to men. Depends on the woman. Ooh, cheeky. No, women are women, men are men. I mean, I want to believe that girls are capable of more than just giving birth and haggling down at the marketplace, but where's the evidence? Agree with him and move on. We can't see any evidence because we don't give them a chance. Did you know there's a Jewish sect in Germany that allows women to sit with their husbands in shul? To sit with us? To pray with us? No, 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 no. That's going too far. My mother, Oliver Hashlom, smoked a pipe and quoted the Mishnah. She was as smart as any man. And don't let Horowitz catch you talking like that. I won't, but it doesn't make it any less true. <sighs> Meanwhile, every few days, a matchmaker bangs on my door. Time to become a serious man, Evigda. It's intoxicating lying here beside him. He smells of tobacco and old books. Who are they trying to marry you off to? <sighs> the frontrunner is Reb Feitel's daughter. Pesha? The widow who runs a fish shop? Yep. Don't go near her. She's got the evil eye. Ah, oh, it's an old wives' tale. Why else would her husband drop dead so suddenly? Well, things happen. Terrible things. The other day, she tried to overcharge me for my herring. Her fingernails were filthy. The fish cow has ruined my reputation. A chiseling widow with filthy nails is the best I can manage. She has hairs on her chin. Ah, oh, true. She has a thicker beard than yours. What a smooth little punim. <laughs> Get off! All right. A woman will show up. You'll see. I can't feel my teeth. To your future happiness. Yeah. When's the exact date? One month from today. So soon? Pesce, being a widow, simplifies things, and I'm an orphan, which makes it even simpler. Uh, which is to say, um, more uh, simple. <laughs> Much, 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 much. Oh, Angel. I know. Did I tell you? My dowry includes a fur coat, a gold watch, and a leather-bound Vilna edition of the Talmud. They belong to her first husband. You don't need to do this. I told you, Angel. I'd marry a she-goat. <laughs> I am marrying one. So what? That's life. Who cares? I want you to marry Hadass. Why would I do that? As a favor to me. 
Someone should shoot the poor sword, put him out of his misery. A favor? Better for her to be with you than with a total stranger. You're joking? Not at all. It would set my mind at rest. Please. Please, Angel. I could never do that. As an act of friendship. An act of... Never. You'd hate me. No, no, no. I'd love you. I'd love you both. Go on, then. Why not? See what you're really made of. No, Victor, I can't. Sure you can. You can do anything. Just think about it, at least. I can't. I'm uh, sorry. Fine. What did I expect? You're clearly some sort of eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> Wish me luck. Mama and Papa will be back any minute. Papa said you should start without them. She's always so happy to see you. Buckwheat Kesha with mushrooms. Her skin smells of rosewood. Why, delicious. <laughs> Thanks. I've been meaning to ask, how's the Victor? I hear he stopped coming to the yeshiva. Yes. Any idea why? Her neck, like a swan. Wouldn't you like to nuzzle the back of it? No. I mean... I'm not sure. Something to do with the wedding? Have you found another study partner? There's no one who can take his place. Well, maybe he'll come back, but maybe not. What do you mean? Well, he is engaged to a woman with a thriving business. Forgive me, Hadass, but why was the wedding cancelled? He didn't tell you. He must be ashamed. Did he do something wrong? No, no. Laser, his brother, he... Go on. He hanged himself. No. A violation of all we hold holy. Papa said there was a curse on a Victor's family. Papa was right. Why would he commit such a sin? Some say drinking, some say gambling. Maybe it was a crisis of faith. Laser was a yeshiva bocha too. But why should a Victor be the one to pay? If you were a man, you'd take her in your arms and tell her everything was going to be all right. Everything is... is going to be all right. How? Nothing seems to matter without him. I know, but... You have to find someone else. I try. Every day, I pray to God to open my heart again. Relief flooded through Yentl's veins. She felt like her old self again. Her corset pinched in the usual places. Her hair was piled up upon her head. She sat in her place at the Vishgauer's table, dressed as a girl instead of a man. Outside, snow fell gently on the streets of Yanev. A fire glowed in the hearth. Yentl looked up to see Hadas leaning over her, smiling. On her head was a scheitel, the wig worn by Orthodox Jewish wives. Otherwise, she was completely naked. An overpowering scent filled the air, yeasty and warm. Eat before it gets cold. No, thank you. I'm not hungry. Don't be silly. I mustn't. I couldn't. One little bite. It's wrong. You will not die. It's not poison. <laughs> Please, you have to eat. Not hungry. I'm alone at the yeshiva. No sign of a victor. Who cares about him? 
Look who's in front of you. We'll all see each other at his wedding. I hear it will be a small one because the bride is a widow. Oh, Anshul, what's wrong? You can talk to me. So talk to her. Tell her what you've been dreaming of. Do you care about me, Hadas? Of course. A victor's a fool. A victor's a fool. He should have fought harder for you. That's all in the past. His fiance looks like a monkey. Uh, Anshul! Very good, and? And you're so beautiful. You mustn't speak like that. You need someone who is worthy of you. There's no one I want. But everyone wants you. Your soup is getting cold. You will not die. It's not poison. I want you. You're frightening me, Anshul. Sorry, I don't mean to. Do you really want me? Because if you do... Yes, I do. Why did you make me do that? I didn't make you do anything. How could I possibly marry her? What about the wedding night? She knows nothing about men. A girl like that is easily deceived. Are you crazy? I'm as inexperienced as she is. Yes, but you're blessed with a unique imagination. No, I'm not. Who do you think you're talking to? What expression? I didn't have any expression. It was written all over your face. I was concentrating. It was an expression of concentration. I know what it was an expression of. Oh, good evening, Ansha. <laughs> Finished dinner already? Good evening, Mrs. Vishkower. Um, yes, dinner was delicious. Ansha, you've seen me eat many times, wouldn't you say, at the table? I have an expression of concentration. When you eat? Of course when I eat. Mrs. Vishkower thinks that I... I have no appetite for this. Good night, Ansel. See you at home, my love. Don't rush. Oy. This is your moment. Reb Vishkower, could we... I wonder... You're shaking, my boy. Reb Vishkower, your daughter pleases me. Oh, does she now? Do yeshiva boys think of such things? This one does. <laughs> well, well. You have chutzpah, Anshul, I must say. My feelings, they're honourable, sir. Walk with me. I have taken to you, Anshul. You're a good boy, an honest boy. I tell you candidly, I was hoping for this. You were? I'm shocked, I'm surprised. It's women who are surprising, Anshul. If you ever figure them out, let me know. What about Mrs. Vishkawa, sir? Will she approve? No, no, no. For the last time, I will not consider another yeshiva student for a son-in-law. They're spoiled. They're arrogant. They're not to be trusted. Well, you couldn't ask for a more honest man than Anshul, Mama. Dance the carrots. He always looks me directly in the eye. You want eye contact? Go marry a dog. He knows how to make me laugh. You want laughter? Go marry a comedian. His boots are always well polished. You want well polished? Go marry the dining room table. You like Anshul Mama. Admit it. I've seen you smile at him. That is not the point, darling. I won't have you disappointed again. He's not like the other Yeshiva boys. He's gentle. His side locks, they curl in a special way. He even ties his neck scarf more delicately. Enough! Mama, I promise you, if I can't have Anshul, I'll die unmarried. Ah, oh, pass me the cloth. I can only pray that this time you're marrying the right yeshiva boy. Oh, Mama! Thank you, Mama! Chop the beetroot. Why did you disappear from the yeshiva? 
I was afraid you would talk me out of leaving and talk me out of marrying Pasha. I would have. And I knew that if I was gone, you would learn to love Hadass. You have to hand it to him. He's not just a pretty face. I can't tell you how much your marriage will mean to me. Thank you. Why did you really quit the yeshiva? The truth? I lost my faith. How? What do you mean? I couldn't forgive God for what happened to my brother. The law explicitly states that suicide is a sin, an act of murder. Laser was a broken man. Doesn't God see broken people? God sees everything. Then he saw me leave the yeshiva. And he saw me rent that filthy attic room. He saw me hiding there, praying and thinking and drinking. He saw me look over the edge of the abyss and he saw me make up my mind to join Laser. No! I kept the rope he used. I threw it over a roof beam and I climbed onto a chair. Oh, Victor. I tightened the noose around my neck. God wasn't watching. He didn't exist. I closed my eyes. I readied my legs to kick the chair away and suddenly in my mind I... I saw Hadass. Hashem had sent her image to torment me in my final moments. I cursed him one final time but then I... I swear I... I saw you standing next to her. Under a wedding chuppah. And the curses died on my lips. I loosened the noose and I climbed down. Thank God. When I heard that Hadass had promised herself to you, my belief in God was restored. I'm hopeful, Anshul. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm married. <laughs> a serious man at last. After I marry Hadass, we could find a house near you and Pesha. We could study together again. Well, if Pesha gives me any time off from the shop, I've missed our walks. I've missed our talks. I've missed you. I'm sorry. For everything. So am I. What do you have to be sorry for? Nothing. I mean, I'm sorry, but I can't imagine a world where there's no God. I get this feeling in my heart every time I pray. It's painful, but it's a good pain, you know? In Yentor's soul, she knew that marrying Hadass was an act of utter depravity. She made up her mind to flee Beshev before the wedding day arrived, but she was in the grip of something irresistible. She couldn't bring herself to destroy Hadass's happiness or break free of her love for Avigda. She justified her sin by telling herself it happened because her soul thirsted so deeply to study the Torah. On the night of the joyous event, the sky was frosty, clear, and full of stars. Under the chuppah, the sacred vows were uttered and the blessings were bestowed. Anshul stepped firmly on the glass, wrapped in cloth. Everyone cheered the groom and her bride. Finally, after much celebration, the bride and groom were led to the wedding chamber. They had one last duty to perform in order to become full members of the community. Be strong. Take my hand, sweet girl. I can't see the nose in front of my face. That's a shame. Yours is such a sweet one. 
We'd better look for the bed. And she'll reassure her. There's nothing to be frightened about. I can't help it. I've heard such stories. Where's that bed? Just remember what you learned from Evigda and from the boasting of the other boys. Who knows? You might even want to trust your intuition. Sit beside me, my darling. I'm going to kiss your forehead. And your neck. You're my wife. And I love you. You're my husband. And I love you. Now I'm going to kiss your lips. I'll take care of everything. I'm the man. As dawn broke, Anshul was already awake. He reached into the waistcoat he had left on a chair by the bed. From its pocket, he carefully removed a vial of beetroot juice and put it to good use. Gently, he woke Hadas. Still in total darkness, as orthodox tradition demands, they dressed. A few minutes later, Bessie Wischgauer, with her female friends and relatives, burst into the wedding chamber. Good morning, newlyweds! She ripped off the marital bedsheet and held it One, to the light, examining two, every inch. Half a dozen spots of blood. The wedding is consummated. Hanschel and Hadass were man and wife in the eyes of God. Or perhaps the devil. Ansel is an unusual person. You knew he was unusual. Why didn't you tell me if you knew? Uh, he's not so unusual. He's unusual in a normal way. Is it normal for a newlywed husband to invite his wife's rejected fiance over for dinner? To do that even once is totally for Kakta. But this Avigda, he's there almost every night. No, it's not normal. All right, I admit. I do find it odd that he's never once attended the bathhouse on a Friday afternoon. What? And there's such excuses. He has a sore throat, he has a tractate to write, he has a this, he has a that. She says she loves him, so let's leave it. Huh. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. <clears throat> Sleep well, Bessie. Sleep well, you'd suck. <clears throat> About the bathhouse. Could be he has an unsightly birthmark. <gasps> or a rupture, God forbid. How would a young man get a rupture? It's something that happens only to the old. I was 29 when I had my rupture. I told you not to lift that desk. I wasn't lifting it. I was pushing it, giving it a little nudge, a tiny little nudge. Fine, the nudge gave you a rupture. <sighs> Perhaps he was improperly circumcised. You have a twisted mind, Bessie. Most likely he's just shy. These overeducated types are always uncomfortable with sex. Me? I was always proud of my schmeckle. Hmm. Remember last week? You promised to give me a little. Uh... Yeah, we need to be up early. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> Why is she not yet pregnant? Sleep well. And when will he begin to grow a beard? What kind of a man has nothing but a, a little caterpillar on his upper lip? Sleep well, Bessie. I tell you, he's not a normal person. 
Jentl stood in front of the full-length bedroom mirror, dressed for another day as a yeshiva boy. She admired Anshul's fringed garment inherited from her father, so beautiful she never tired of wearing it. Suddenly she was aware of a restriction tight around her ribs. She touched it. A corset? But how? Glancing in the mirror, she saw that Anshul's thick side locks were missing, and the top of her head was shaved like a married woman's. Instinctively, she glanced down. Her trousers had disappeared. Between her naked legs hung the sexual apparatus of a man. Are you, are you all right? Just a, a bit of cramp. Poor sweetheart. Shall I come into your bed? No, it's it's fine. Go back to sleep. I love you. Sleep tight. Something had shifted in Yentl. After endless nights like this, she finally realized that as long as she remained married to Hadass, she would be at war with herself. She had to find a way out. Oh. It couldn't have been more delicious, but I am stuffed. Have another helping, then. <laughs> I told you, I couldn't eat another bite. It would take a miracle. You're sure? Honestly. All right, I'll let you off, because I have something special for dessert. Give us a little break, darling, to digest. You two boys have such tiny stomachs. <sighs> I'm sure I'm sorry, but, oh, how I envy you. I have troubles, believe me. Your life is perfect. He's right. Every day you study with your fellow men, every night you sleep with your beautiful wife. Even the best marriage can be difficult. But you're married to the most wonderful girl in the world. Soon you'll have children. And you, please God. We won't. Have you mentioned a divorce? I mentioned nothing. We don't talk. She knows. Knows what? She knows where my heart lies. I've been thinking. Who says you get to think? For the Passover holiday next week. What is this? Do you fancy joining me for a few days? We'd travel by cart, find an inn outside Lublin, explore the city, search for Talmudic books, see the sights. What are you up to? I'm sure. I don't know what to say. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> this was such a good idea. Yeah, pass the brandy, mate. Oh, forgot. Hadass baked these cakes especially for you. Ah, so she still thinks of me. She never stopped. What are you planning? Poppy seed. Oh, my favourite. We'll be there before sunset. When we get to our room, I have something else for you. A uh, bit of a surprise. What kind of Mishagas is this? Uh, let me guess. You have written another commentary that turns the whole world inside out. It's not something I've written. It's something I've done. Are you actually ignoring me? Uh-huh. Up, 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 up there, below the cloud. An eagle. Two of them. See? They mate for life, you know. Imagine that. <laughs> Lucky them. I now pronounce you Reb and Mrs. Eagle. <laughs> <sighs> oh.
snake nicely put but i prefer the name of don't say it god help me i don't think so he's dozing amongst the clouds the almighty is so old between you and me a little bored why me why did you leave me to this dark place oh my little fool because your pain provides me untold delights girl pretends to be a boy in order to worship God. I find that amusing. But when I tempt this gullible girl into marrying an unsuspecting virgin, and she agrees, that is truly delicious. I beg you, leave me to my pain. You know, that's not a bad idea. I will leave you for an evening, but only because it'll delight me even more to see the state you're in when I return. <laughs> oh, oh, my poor eyes. Close the shutters. Of course. I will sleep well tonight. <laughs> No, wait, wait. Um, what's your surprise? Victor, I want you to open your mind. Prepare yourself for the most... the most incredible thing that ever was. Oh, my poor head feels pretty wide open already. I'm... I'm a... I can't say it. Say what? I'm a... I'm not going back to Beshev. You're giving up the yeshiva. That's your surprise. That's part of it. Ah, come on, you love it too much. I'm giving up Hadass. I see. <laughs> Any particular reason? Because my beard will never grow. Is that what you're worried about? Who knows why such things happen? It doesn't mean... It means I'm not what you think I am. So your body is a little famished. Don't be so hard on yourself. Listen to me. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Take it easy, Anshul. I'm not a man. My name isn't Anshul. Oh, really? Really? What is it, then? My name is Yentl. I begged my father to teach me the Torah. When he died, I became a yeshiva boy. I did it for the love of God, not to deceive you. <laughs> Very funny, Anshul. I'm not Anshul. My name is Yentl. Hey, hey! Don't push it. Listen to me. I am a woman. I've always been a woman. I'll have to show you. What do you want about? Dear God, forgive me. It suddenly struck Avigda that Anshul was homosexual. That was his secret. I don't know what you think you're doing, but I'm not like you. And we can never be close like that. He watched, transfixed, as Anshul hung his coat over a chair took off his boots, removed his trousers, and stepped out of them, blushing furiously. Finally, he took off his starched white shirt and stood naked. Don't turn around. 
your way up. No. Cover yourself. Yes. I don't believe it. You have no choice. You're a... You're a shapeshifter. A demon. What are you? I'm Yento. You're a witch. No, I'm Yento. You're a monster. I'm a woman. A learned woman is a monstrosity. It's in the toy run. What were you thinking? I was thinking I could have waste my life. What about her dad? How could you? How could you marry her? A voice inside my head convinced me, but this is my true voice. The voice of a disgusting horror! I'm so sorry for what I did to her dad and to you. Oh, you treacherous hag! You disgusting, repulsive freak! Oh, this is madness. Go give me strength. A woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man. You violated the holy commandment every single day. I did. What will happen to you in the world to come? Aren't you terrified? Yes. What will you do? I'll go where God leads me. Worship him in my own way. But before I do, you must agree to divorce Pesha and marry Hadass. Are you mad? If a husband abandons a wife, she cannot remarry. A woman who's never been married can't be abandoned. She was married! To you! It wasn't a proper wedding. The groom was a woman. You saw, you're a witness. No, but a witness cannot then marry her himself. Wrong. I found an exception in the Gomorrah. Listen to this. Before that evening, it would have been inconceivable for Avigda to be disputing holy writ with a woman. Yet before long, mutual love for the Torah reunited the two of them. Their bodies were different, but their souls were of one kind. Yentl gestured with her thumb, clutched her side locks, plucked at her beardless chin, and made all the customary gestures of a Talmudic scholar. As the dispute became more heated, she seized a victor by the lapel of his coat. No, you be so stupid! Don't touch me! It is forbidden. Avigda's face burned with fear and shame. He could no longer meet his friend's eyes. This friend, who seemingly had the soul of a man, yet the body of a woman. But was this not what he had always wanted? A woman who could think like a man? Come with me. We'll leave Poland. Start a new life. Somewhere far away. When I... When I saw you... I wanted you. I still want you. No. Why not? I'm not a woman. Or a man. I'm neither one nor the other. Sunset. You're not serious. We've recited the Shema a hundred times. That was different. You were a man. You can't stop me talking to God. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elokeinu, Adonai Echod. Baruch Shem Kod, Malusoy Alam Vayet. 
she was right. No one could stop her talking to God. Night fell. In the darkness, neither spoke. The law forbids a man to stay in the same room with a woman who is not his wife, but because Yentl was dressed as a man, that was how he thought of her. Such is the power of clothing. Sometime towards dawn, Avigdor crawled onto the bed, exhausted. A few minutes later, Yentl joined him. Together, lying side by side, they fell into the same dreamless sleep. Goodbye. Don't leave me. May your first child be a healthy boy. Dear God, protect her from dogs. Lead her safely to wherever she needs to be. Then Avigda told Hadas the true identity of her husband. She nearly died of shock. But eventually the poor girl left her sickbed. Reb Wischkauer announced a marriage contract between his newly divorced daughter and her newly divorced former fiancé. The groom stood under the chuppah, a figure of desolation. The bride was pale and thin. As they broke their fast, their tears salted the golden wedding broth. Hadas quickly became pregnant and delivered a child, a healthy boy. At the circumcision, the rabbi asked the father to name his son. A victor told the congregation, my son, God willing, will grow to be a holy man and study the Torah. His name will be Anshel. That is the end of Yentl's story. But I, I, should, I should also complete the story of my sister, Esther Kreitman. I mentioned that she lived in London. Increasingly, she asked to visit me here in New York, but I always, always came up with excuses. I am ashamed to say I, I, I couldn't face seeing her. All the things she had been denied made Esther a highly strong individual. She would create ugly scenes full of jealousy and rage. There were numerous breakdowns. She died almost 30 years ago. Against Orthodox Jewish law, Esther demanded that her body be cremated so that the devils who tormented her in life would be unable to find her in death. It is possible that if Esther's spirit had dwelled in the body of a man, her name would be more widely remembered. So tonight, I dedicate Yentl's story to my sister and to all the other poor souls who cannot easily find their place in this world.
Yentl was played by Olivia Marcus, a Vigdor by Richard Fleishman, and singer and Reb Vishkauer by Kerry Shale. Hadass was played by Jennifer Holman, Mrs. Vishkauer by Debbie Chazen, Shloimi by Robert Newmark Jones, Kalman by Alex Zur, and Professor Blue by Hamilton Burstock. Yentl the Yeshiva Boy was written by Isaac Bashevis Singer, dramatized by Kerry Shale, and was a BBC audio drama North production directed by Gary Brown. <laughs>